It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. With like, ah, scary monsters and angry beavers. And a cow and chicken. Uh, and, um, cat dog. And two stupid dogs. And Ren and Stimpy. Ooh, Ren and Stimpy went through like a bunch of different variations. They're like, are we going to keep this PG or make this like TVMA? Do you remember when they brought it, when it resurfaced on like FX or something or Spike TV? On Netflix. Did they bring it back on Netflix? Uh, or I'm thinking of Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, yeah. That That's was like a one. movie. That's another one. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, I think, uh, why our generation is so fucked up in the brain. Probably because of these crazy cartoons we watched. They were almost psychedelic. They were also very adult. I have not seen anything from Rocco's Modern Life that does not make me laugh to this day. It's so funny. Do One, you remember the? I'm sorry, I don't interrupt. But do you remember the episode where they go to the mall and they get lost in the parking lot trying to find a parking spot? No. And they said like, "Hey, follow this guy. He's going to a car." And they follow this guy for hella far, hella long. And suddenly the guy turns around. And he's like, "Stop following me! I've been looking for my mom for ten <laughs> years." It's a full grown adult dressed like a kid. And he's like, "I'm so lost." What Rocco's Modern Life does? It takes relatable problems in life and just exaggerates it tenfold. Like there was one episode where Rocco, I believe he's on a date and he freaks the fuck out because he goes to the bathroom and he has this large piece of spinach stuck in his teeth and he cannot get it out. That's almost as good as the blind date that Charlie goes on and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Who does he go on a blind date with? Some Asian chick, but they try and like, Charlie, just tell her that you're a philanthropist. Mm -hmm. And he goes, I'm a full on rapist. (laughs) (laughs) If there's any mix up of words. That can occur so beautifully in a comedic way. Yeah. It's that. It is that. A philanthropist to a full on. That's, <laughs> that's crazy. It's almost as good as when they had Sean Connery on Saturday Night Live for Jeopardy. When the, when the category was these men. And he goes, I'll take the semen. Oh, I love that. Is that actually Sean? No, it was the <laughs> person playing yeah. Sean Connery in I all the Jeopardy real, segments. I don't think real Sean Connery has that good of a sense of humor. Uh, you really don't think so? No, I think he beats women. Oh, uh, shit. Welcome, 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 everybody. On that note, welcome to another episode of ICPTB Podcast. Also known as It Can't Be That Bad. Podcast. Uh, Baddies, before you go on and listen to this episode, it would be very helpful if you hopped on Apple Podcasts, rated us five stars, and left a review. That stuff really helps. Um, If you do that, and we really like your reviews, we'll read them out loud here on the show. Um, Didn't really talk this with you, but you down for that? Nope, I'm not. (laughs) We'll figure it out then. (laughs) like hell we will (laughs) um i want to say straight up up. say it straight up now tell me do you love me is that a song straight up now tell me do do you really want to love love me forever forever. now what version are you thinking of the original version by paula abdul (laughs) that's what i'm thinking you're thinking of the hip-hop version no no i'm thinking of i'm thinking of laker girl paula abdul Was she a Laker girl? That's how, yeah. That's how she got her start? Uh-huh. And she was a choreographer, and she was, um, fuck, who's, she was fucking, uh, Janet Jackson's choreographer. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. I used to get the two mixed up quite frequently. They kind of look the same in different lights. Similar music, I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, but I used to get them mixed up just by their name, uh, with Jessica Alba. Pamela, I don't know why. Paula, Abdul and Jessica Alba. For whatever Jessica reason. Abdul. So, sometimes when I think of their names, I get them mixed up. Also, this is... That's uh, dyslexia, man. Uh, Billy Joel uh-huh. and the magician uh, David Copperfield. 
Though their names are nowhere. But for whatever, when I think of when I hear the name Billy Joel, I imagine the magician David Copperfield. And when I hear the name David Copperfield, I imagine Billy Joel singing "We Didn't Start the Fire." You're messed up in the brain. Those I, are two things. I have had plenty of concussions. Because I've... Have you had... Oh, yeah. If I murder my family in like 10 years, it's definitely CTE. That's a scary... No, I don't like when people just blame things on like, it's because I got hit in the head because two I had years CTE, ago. bro. That's a Brendan Schaub thing. Like, uh, Brendan Schaub blames a lot of his like hiccups yeah, on CTE. But he's also a bro. He like has so much bro science. Sometimes I can't stand listening to Brendan Schaub. Dude, I like it though. And he... He admits it's, to it. I think it's weird that you like Red and Shab because he's he's almost too bro for me. Mm-hmm. And like I think bro culture is a little more closer to what I am akin to than you are. I think you're a little more of a It is. It is kind of opposite. Palette. Yeah. Well, what it is, I think it's I, I like and we'll get to the episode. We will not. Uh well we're never gonna talk about this movie. I can't wait for it. What I <laughs> I can't hardly wait for it. Oh damn it, I missed the word. <laughs> uh but the thing about Brandon Schaub that I like is his relationship with his co-hosts on other shows like mm. i like how he interacts with brian callen because brian callen does have that refined uh sense of humor theo vaughn uh, they have a show called king of the sting mm-hmm. i just like theo vaughn's southern twang brendan shop to me is the is is like cardi b of podcasting where i don't think they should be doing stuff on their own they should just be featured on other people's they stuff. should only collab <laughs> And 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 I don't think Brendan Shop is listening. I wish to God he was. And I don't mean this in a slight at all. I love Brendan Shop, but I love him even more when he's on other people's podcasts. Oh, he's a great guest. Yeah, he's a great. Yeah, guest. I, I I think I think yeah I think I think that's better. Was that was there a very huge buildup of saliva in your throat right there? He's force choking me because he can hear me talking shit about him. You were force choked so hard you sounded Russian. <laughs> I'm daddy like. Um, we watched the movie called <laughs> Can't Hardly Wait. That's right. And, um, it's, it, this actually kind of reminded me of Drop Dead Fred. <laughs> what? I, How? It just, well, Ethan Embry kind of looks like Fred. No. Well. Not at all. Seth Green looks more like Drop Dead Fred than Ethan Embry looks like Drop Dead Fred. I disagree. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's ask Nick Lowe. Nick Lowe, if you're listening to this, send us, uh, Nick Lowe's our corrections department if, uh, you're a first time listener. Nicolo, send us uh, what you think. We like your opinion. We don't. I hate your opinion. Um, can't hardly wait. If it pleases the court, I'd like to. Uh, 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 I'd like to. I'd like to read a poem I wrote called "The Itty Bitty Nitty Gritty Committee." All right. Um, and it does please the court. Uh, you could read this poem called "The Itty Bitty Nitty Gritty Committee." Thank you. Turn down the lights, please, and turn up your horniness. Here we go. Can't hardly wait. Is uh, rated PG thirteen. Uh, it has a run. It has a runtime. It has a runtime of one hour forty one minutes, uh-huh. or one hundred and one minutes, or one hundred and one Dalmatians. Um, wow! <laughs> Did not see that coming. We haven't done this episode four times. Uh, it has a rating of six point five out of ten on IMDb. It has a rating of forty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and it has a rating of fifty two percent on Metacritic. And Christian, I'm not even going to ask you because you're a liar. What? Have you ever cheated on Melissa? No, okay, never. Okay, okay, what okay. the fuck? I just, under oath, I thought I'd ask you Who real quick. Who the hell does I, that on air? I just air. thought I would spring it on you real quick. Based on your reaction, I know you're telling the truth. Can you imagine having a guest here and just like breaking down like the episode and be like, and okay, this like, is how we also, do it. It comes out that they did cheat on like their husband or whatever. And you're just like, what? And like, oh, um. Dude, we could turn into the next TMZ. <laughs> Tim's. 
Uh, Christian, what percentage of Google users like this film? Um, I'm going with 89%. You are a liar, and I hate you, and I'm not proud to call myself your friend right now. Well, how am I a liar? Because you know that I've looked up yes. the Google... Fine. Yes. 85%. Tell them the truth. Tell the baddies the truth, Christian. Baddies. I looked at the percentage of Google user users that liked this film prior I, to recording. I saw him look at it three times, and that's before I even got here. So who knows how many times he looked at it. You can't even see what I'm looking at. The lights are glimmering off of my glasses right now. So what direction am I looking at at the moment, Alejandro? You're looking me in where my eyes would be, but I'm wearing sunglasses. You <laughs> so don't know where my eyes are. I can't see where your eyes are. Uh, but anyway, before we move on with the nitty gritty, I have a proposition. Can I improvise no. a synapsis? Oh, you know, the synapsis they gave me here is kind of garbage anyways, so why don't you just go ahead? All right, I'm going to try it. This is from the top of the dome. A lot of people nowadays, they like to freestyle rap. I like to freestyle synopsis, bitches. Synopsi. Synopsi. All right. Uh, here's the synopsis. Improv okay. version. Coming right at you. Ethan Embry, a.k.a. <laughs> Wait a minute. Preston hang on, Myers. hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. What? The synopsis starts with the third credited actor's real name. Would you not credit Ethan Embry as the main Embry. protagonist in this film? No, no. Everything I've read has Jennifer Love Hewitt as the number one. I guess. Okay, fine. Let me change up the synopsis and I'll bring up uh, J. Love Hewitt first. Ghost Whisperer, Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> Mess it up completely. Um, Amanda Beckett, a.k.a. Jennifer Love Hewitt, is the high school hottie. She comes to the high school freshman year when high school not hottie, actually high school nobody, Ethan Embry, a.k.a. Preston Myers, notices her but is too much of a puss to say anything. I'm sorry. What's up? I'm sorry. What? This synopsis is already going very in-depth. This is like when you click on the plot summary on Wikipedia, but read by like a douchebag. Um, so <laughs> I'm just trying to read it the way you read synopsis, dude. No. Oh, is your blood boiling right now? <laughs> no, but my dick's hard. Um, Weird. <laughs> Weird that you would have a boner in a situation like this. That's been months. Um, uh, I just I, let me just let me do, let me let me do one off the dome. Okay. A real quick brief summary, synapsi. This is how I think it should have gone. But I will bag on it if I think it sucks more than what I've come up with so far. Christian, I've never stopped you from bagging on any man in my life. And so if you want to bag on this, go ahead. Uh, here's my synopsis. Coming right at you. School's out. <laughs> What's wrong? What? You looked at me for approval right after you said that. <laughs> you just like... You you're asking for me to just destroy How am this. I asking? I didn't say, Christian, please destroy me. School, school's out. School's out for summer, boys. And it's time for the seniors to get one last dirty damn party in. We got keggers, we got martinis, we got bikinis, and we got tiny weenies. Get your nerds, <laughs> your birds, and everybody in between down here so we can party it up. J-Love, Ethan, JC. JC's in this? Melissa Jonar. Justin Trudeau, everybody's up in this BZ, bro, because we got one last Bacchanal to pray to the gods and have a high school orgy in the bathroom with Seth Green one more time. Check us out. I can't hardly wait. I will say, honestly, from the deepest part of my heart, 15 out of 10. <laughs> that was you. beautiful. Thank that was you. actually really good. 
Uh, there are no bikinis in this film, though. I don't think there are. Um, no tiny weenies <laughs> that we see, actually. It's PG-13. Yeah. Uh, those are my only notes. But other than that, the delivery was clean. It was refined. I couldn't ask for more. Do you remember the last party you had senior year? Um, I cannot. It's probably like some graduation party. Yeah, that's for sure. I, I do remember having our best party senior year, though. Uh, what was the best party? At an undisclosed location. But it was probably after like homecoming or prom or something. Uh huh. I remember we were drinking. Was I there with you? You definitely were. And I came back inside, and I like kicked in the door, and I was like, <laughs> "You an action star now? You kicked I was open like, the door? Who's drunk?" And everyone looked at me, and I said, "My name is." Oh! And that was like our catchphrase for That's like the rest of the year. Actually, one of my favorite drunk Alejandro <laughs> moments is you saying, "Who's drunk?" My, my name, name is. Because that makes no <laughs> adherent sense. We used to write on the beer pong table, and that was one of the big things on it was, my name is. Oh, my gosh. I We've had some weird sayings in high school that made no sense. Like, remember when I would just walk around and say. Woogie, woogie, woogie. I would never say that. Oh. That is a, a catchphrase that you guys are trying to impose on me now as a almost 27-year-old. I used to say. Uh, guys, stop making fun of me. I can't control my weight. That's fucked up. <laughs> Don't put those words in my mouth. That's actually depressing. For our fat listeners out there. They're I'm, also beautiful. What, what did you used to say in high school? I used to say pineapple juice. You Yes. Which is a weird thing because all I did was kind of beatbox, make the P's in the mm-hmm, word mm-hmm. percussive. And uh, titties look like pancakes. Do you, you remember said that, that? quite a bit. Yeah. And no one was mad. Like that's No, we a, all thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Even girls thought it was hilarious. Teachers must have thought we were so weird. But I think every uh, generation of high schoolers think they're gods. Uh, and, then, yes. uh, and then they get out and then it's like, oh. It's, you think you're top dog and then like the real world comes right after high school. Which is one of the main themes of this film, since this is a movie podcast, is yes. that realization that uh, you may be hot shit in high school, but the real world's coming. Yeah, it's uh, it's coming for you. you. You're top dog for that year. And your your testosterone levels are through the roofs, and you just want to get your last nut in before you have to go to college and get a job. Be real here. You never nutted in high school. No. <laughs> Many other bro. It's cool. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Uh, in movies, they kind of glorify this whole, like, you're getting so much poon as a senior in high school. No, you and I, actually, real gentlemen. I, I, I was too nice to women. Um, and I didn't really know too many what women. I was <laughs> what to you, women. You, I mean, everyone in high school has that kind of identity crisis to a certain degree. We think we're the shit, but it's because we were also very insecure in our own ways. Yeah, we were insecure in certain ways, but I'll tell you what we didn't do. We didn't sit on a fucking letter for four years and not tell a girl that we liked our feelings. Which is what Preston Myers does in this film. Ethan Embry plays this incredible role where he has these deep-seated feelings for Jennifer Love Hewitt because, (laughs) who doesn't? Um, But he does the mistake of sitting on it for four years. Honestly, if you have feelings for somebody, you should just say it. And that that brings me to a point that I want to bring up. Christian. What? I love you. Oh, do you have a letter that you've been sitting on for four years? Not a letter. Not a letter? Because other than that, I won't take it. I'm going to pull a J. Love Hewitt right now because the only way she was swooned here was through actual literature. That's so... We'll get to it, but I do think it's really funny when she tells Preston to fuck off and then she realizes that that was the guy who wrote the letter. Yeah, we'll get to that. That's a really fucked up moment. Uh, she must have felt like garbage afterwards. So, uh, did they grad? Yeah, we pick up the movie picks up at graduation. 
Yes. So this is like the like I said, the Bacchanal, the last kind of send off the um, the the one for the ages. Um, yes. It had that very interesting. It kind of did what the girl next door did, where they were kind of saying their like uh, last thoughts of what they would put in the yearbook when they're graduating. Yeah. Instead, it did like a little snapshot of their face, and it says like what extracurricular activities they did. Yeah, like um, in Suicide Squad when it breaks down like the character each dynamic. Character. Uh, I did actually really like that. I almost wish every movie did that. <laughs> no matter what genre. <laughs> that should just be standard filmmaking. Imagine if they did that in The Godfather. <laughs> Boom. Fito Corleone. <laughs> 34 bodies to his name. <laughs> From Italy. Speaks Italian, English, and Mandarin. Height, weight, senior quote. <laughs> Biggest fear. Are allergic to cats. <laughs> um, uh, I want to say the one thing that I did notice in this film and also The Girl Next Door. Yes. Is the fact that I don't know people who made high school parties in the 90s on film ever went to a high school party because they all seem like post-college grad situations because the parties that people have in these high schools quote-unquote uh, are very big they're they ha- huge they have man food catered kegs on ice martinis and glassware it's like they have a full bar and it's a very intense, and present. i don't know if the 17 year old palette is I mean, they're probably drinking martinis because it's just three ounces of cold liquor, uh, mm. but they're not drinking it out of a martini glass with two olives and an onion. Hell no! At seventeen year old, at seventeen years old, you your palate is not refined enough. You'll there's drink li- piss. There's what? You'll drink like I mean, like <laughs> what? A, what alcoholic piss? What? I mean, let me break this down. Like shitty like beer. Piss from an alcoholic. Shitty beer. Not like, piss. <laughs> let me break this down. You know, like piss from an alcoholic after they're drunk and hungover. Like if R. Kelly was an alcoholic, which he probably is. If he okay, I'm not gonna go in that direction. That is slanderous, my friend. He has done a lot of things, and for you to make up something like that is disgusting. Because that man that is really a did. saint. No, pick something that he actually did. Like keep a live woman in sexual slavery for years of her life. Anyways, I saw that real quick. I saw this meme on Facebook regarding R. Kelly. It was a picture of him, and it all said, uh, "Breaking news: uh, R. Kelly has tested positive for she wasn't 19 <laughs> instead of COVID 19." Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious, bro. Um, uh, wow, I don't like your sarcasm because I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> hey, to each their own, pirate. Uh, what I like to talk about is movies, though, because this is a movie podcast, and that's what I'm going to discuss. Okay, let's let's hop on it. Um, Ethan Embry's best friend in this film, uh, uh, Ambrose. What's her first name? Lauren Ambrose. Lauren Ambrose is playing like one of the funniest. Uh, if this movie was made ten years earlier, that role would have been played by Molly Ringwald. I could see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's all I got to say. She kind of looks like the redheaded girl from Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Definitely, or like, like Chucky, <laughs> <laughs> with the short red hair, kind of like wearing like uh, these overalls. froppy overalls. Yeah, Chucky. <laughs> uh, no, th- okay, this movie. I, I, there's just so much that happens in this film. There's a band that breaks up and gets together uh, that has the they guy really, from Scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> the guy from Scrubs is the drummer. The front man is Brecken Meyer. Mm-hmm. Um, and all, there's, they have their own arc in that single party. There's, I'm not even exaggerating, 15 storylines going on in this film. What this film did a good job of was fleshing out all 15 storylines in the course of one did. party. Far better than Gary Marshall did in Mother's Day. Dude, at the end of a Gary Marshall film, I feel like I don't know the I characters. I want it to end. I want it to end yes. so I have to so I can stop watching it. But with this movie, 
within the course of just this one party, I know these characters. But there were some characters that I didn't need to see it all the way through to the end. Like there was some, Who? well, the band for sure. There was like two, there was two times after the band got back together or after the band broke up where they like kept checking in on them. And I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't care. Let me, I want to, I want to play something real quick. Um, He's pulling out a board game. He is setting <laughs> We're going to play Monopoly. a full game of Monopoly on this episode. Wow. No, what I wanted to do was I wanted to read uh, not necessarily the cast list, but what the character names for this entire movie it. is. Because they are all so specific because they are also throw, they're so throwaway. Um, I don't think anybody's a throwaway person, Christian. I think everybody has worth, and every character has a reason to be in the storyline. Why so do you do, do this to me? I'm not trying to make anyone sound shitty. You know what I mean. Here, let me read it to you. So, other than our, like, let's say, our main six, uh, let's let's start with these. Aside from side anybody characters. who's name checked. Yes. Uh, girlfriend number one. Nice. Jock number three. Perfect. Watermelon guy. Jason Siegel. <laughs> yeah. Ready to have sex, girl. Nice. Cousin Ron. Perfect. Jock number one. Girlfriend number three. Jock number two. Girl Mike hits on number one. <laughs> number Girls, one. Girl whose party it is. Yep. Uh, Stoner hippie guy. guy. Yep. Yep. Ready to have sex girl. Number two. Earth girl. I don't remember a lot of these characters. Earth girl is the one who like is talking about aliens, right? Yes. It has to be. And then um, one more. Klepto kid. Who was that... Klepto Kid is in American Pie quite a bit. Shermanator, dude. Um, I, I actually, if you can vamp for a couple minutes, have a list of all the things that the Shermanator stole. Dude, oh my gosh. Well, for you baddies out there that, that don't know who we're talking about, uh, the Shermanator is the nerdy character in the entire American Eye franchise uh, that American everyone Pie. makes fun of. Yeah, and uh, so Chris Owens is the name of the actor. He plays somebody whose name is Klepto Kid, uh, and he is stealing something constantly. What he steals... Uh, is mm-hmm. uh, he steals a small statue from the party? He steals a Love Burger T-shirt from the band. He steals the police car at the end of the film, and then he steals a gumball machine from the restaurant at the end of the film. And that that was the cherry on top when he steals he also the gumball steals, like, machine. Like four or five different things from the convenience store. Yeah, he. I, at first, I thought he was a friend of like Seth Green's little posse, but he's kind of just there. I just made a connection right now, and it's kind of making me tingle. Um, okay. This is the 1998 Superbad. Yes. Yes. Essentially. Superbad is just the more polished version yeah. of this that takes place kind of before the party. Um, this takes place mainly just at the party. Um, that's a good connection there. Thank you. Um, there's a lot of characters in here, so we don't necessarily have to go through every single one, because you should just watch the fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, but... Who was your favorite? Seth Green. Oh. For sure. That's actually kind of uh, 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 not a surprise. How's that not a surprise? Because well, uh, you're a nerd and Seth Green's a nerd and, you know, birds of a feather. Wow. That's a really rude way of putting it. I think that he's actually a very talented comedic genius for coming out with things like Robot Chicken, mm-hmm. for having uh, blown up as a star come the Austin Powers franchise, mm-hmm. and still being very relevant today, being mm-hmm. the voice of Chris in Family Guy. Mm-hmm. That guy had, you know, comedy's not an easy sport, mm-hmm. I'd say. He's stuck around for quite a while. In this movie, it is super easy to be very offensive playing a character that's trying to act uh, black, right? 
he's trying to uh, he's super thug in mm-hmm. this he's trying to be gangsta he's wearing baggy clothes and goggles. he gets made fun of he has goggles on like he's an anime character the goggles are pretty cool i i miss that small window of time when goggles and uh, reebok pumps and giant Jenko jeans were cool was that a combo the reebok pumps i had a pair of reebok pumps bring them back I used to have a pair of Dada shoes, and if you don't believe me, baddies, Dada Supremes are an actual brand that they used to sell at Shoe Palace, worn by very prominent rappers, um, and also my older brother, and I used to wear it, and I was made fun of heavily in high school for wearing those, and I don't wear them anymore. I had Heelys in high school. You should bring back Heelys now. I still have them. I want to learn how to use Heelys. Will you teach me? Yeah. Okay, because before, since of my weight problem, I it was difficult to balance, mm-hmm. uh, to find my center of mass, because <laughs> it was distributed everywhere that I couldn't do it. Anyway. Hey. Hey. You know what? What? The end of that story? Couldn't hardly wait for it. <laughs> you keep messing up the title. It's can't hardly wait. Hey, I'm close. <laughs> Uh, one of the things I want to talk about is this this dead set determination that Seth Green has to have sex with anyone. Anyone. He, I like the part where he's in front of the mirror practicing his dance moves, but it's not even in private. It's not, in the middle of the party. Oh, yeah. that's I thought you were talking about when he goes up to the bathroom and is practicing his Kama Sutra. I think it's hilarious that he has a sex kit in his backpack. That's so funny too, because like you know the backpack kid in high school. Do you remember the kid who would like go to a party and have a backpack all the time? Like there was yes. always one person. I think it's hilarious to imagine if that backpack is just full of like lube and breath mints and condoms and mm-hmm. a Kama Sutra book from. See, that's where I think it's. If Seth Green was really prepared, he would have read the Kama Sutra book prior to the party but no he goes into the bathroom to read a chapter I think real he's quick the kind of guy who brings it to show off and then and then is like yeah and then if i really need it uh, you know i'll have it right here good to go little does he realize that when you're about to have sex you don't have time to flip through a manual i've tried it's uh, very difficult to make it look like you know what you're doing and read a book at the same time yeah yeah i wouldn't be surprised i didn't i forgot to ask you ask me who's your favorite character and i know there's a lot so you could take your time thinking about it the nerd. Uh, the nerd? The nerd. Oh, um... The nerd, I find a story very similar to my own. Uh, I, Charlie Cosmo, I believe? Uh, real quick, do you know what he's from? Uh, yeah, he's from uh, Can't Hardly Wait. Other than that, dude. We've watched he's, it for this podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it was, uh, uh, Sounds like you don't know. Can I ruin it for you? Drop Ted Fred? No. <laughs> Good guess, though. Pursuit he's of Happiness? from Hook. He is the kid from Hook, dude. Oh my god! Mind blown, right? Because I saw him and I was, I, I did, was wondering. I was like, "You look so familiar." I did know that he was. He got this role while he was studying at um, MIT. Yeah, he's a lawyer now. That guy's really smart, actually, and I think he's had quite a resurgence. He was in a movie like last year, so I think he's making a comeback in acting. I thought he was a lawyer. Yeah, I mean, but like both, he he accomplished what he you was set to both. accomplish. He has to pick one. Ah, pick one. You could do both, whatever your heart desires. The nerd story is really funny because he starts drinking and is like, yeah, yeah, I'll just be fine. I'll just follow along on this chart and then I won't get hammered and it'll be good. One shot in, he's He's fucked up. The first sip of beer he has, he spits all over everyone. That was funny. Did you notice that there's one scene in the kitchen where they're talking and they're like pouring a drink, but there's a guy in the background who's just 
playing with his gum. He's no. just like has this huge wad of gum out of his mouth. And he's just like pulling it apart and like I would like to see the movie about that guy. There's so much so much that goes on in the Small background details. of this film because you know they just let the extra everyone everyone who was an extra in this film thought that they were going to be famous too because everyone who was in this film was an extra 2 months before they made this film. Yes. So it was a lot of potential in this film and it makes sense with that many extras and you want to stand out like if you're watching if you're at the the screening party of this film and you want to show to your friends and family like where you are as an extra in the back you want to be doing something big so the guy playing with gum in the back he's like beautiful telling his family like look mom i'm the one playing with gum in the background right there speaking of which they also so we've we prior to this episode we were talking about how they wanted to kind of keep this pg-13 uh-huh. and one moment where that they actually had to really uh, manipulate to keep it PG-13 was when Amanda Beckett, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, walks into the party. In the back, outside on the front yard, you see a guy holding a balloon up to his face. It wasn't really a balloon. Those are expensive as fuck CGI effects covering up a beer bong. What? <laughs> they couldn't have a beer bong in this movie or else, you know, it could have told the MPAA that this could be rated R. Wow. Right? It's interesting because it's not like they're hiding drinking at all. They drink quite a bit and very, yes. like, uh, not smart. Very interesting moments that they decided to cut out in this film. Like, another one was, uh, do you remember when the nerd and the jock uh, were very drunk at the piano toward the end of the film? Yes. And they both pour each other alcohol from yes. that expensive, like, whiskey glass? It zooms out, and then it zooms back in. Because they had to cut out them actually drinking it because they didn't want to show them drinking hard liquor at the party. That's that's really weird with the lines that the MPAA draws. It's weird as hell. Yeah, but those are a few things. Um, Jason Siegel was supposed to have a bigger part, but uh, they had instead to... he just fingers a watermelon. Yes, very funny. Like I don't think he was given any direction for that. That's all ad libbed. He's like, "Here's a watermelon. You're a watermelon guy." Well, his name is Watermelon Guy. Yep. So maybe it's not ad-libbed. <laughs> they, they specifically told him, hey, you got to finger this Watermelon. I like to imagine Watermelon Guy is Marshall Erickson just before he went to college. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. I hope this is canon with the How, How I, I Met, Met Your, Your Mother, Mother. Uh, franchise. Um, the main bad, or Mike, main jock, he's not necessarily a bad guy. He does end up to be kind of a douche, but uh, yeah. he reminds me of Justin Trudeau. The Prime Minister of Canada. And why is that? You want to expand he on it? He just looks like Justin Trudeau. Oh, the way he looks. Yeah. I, I, I side with you on that. Uh, he's an interesting looking fella. Um, still has a prominent career. Um, if you say so. There is a lot of interesting um, budding careers in this film. Like you can tell in 98, a lot of these people didn't necessarily have what... what uh, they didn't have necessarily the clout that they would have even two years later, even three years later. Mm-hmm. Everybody from... Jennifer Love Hewitt to Ethan Embry uh, yes. and Jason Siegel all had very prominent careers later on. But like we had said before, most people who did this film had a very successful career immediately after. Yeah. I think 98, 99, 2000, 2001 were all pretty good years for the actors of this film. Yes. Uh, an actor that was on that was in this film that was already having a great career was Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> yeah, she was um she had this tiny the small TV show called um sabrina yeah the teenage witch never heard of it uh, i only know it because they have a talking cat and i love talking <laughs> <Salem>. kitties <laughs> you, you come across a lot of talking kitties uh, in my line of work that sounds disgust. i'm starting to realize your joke now oh 
That's gross, dude. What's the joke? I don't know. I feel just your tone and your demeanor is telling me that it's a dirty joke. That I, I wasn't intending it to be a dirty joke. Okay, then we're just going to stick with the literal <laughs> talking kitty. Um, Drop that kitty down low. That's a song. I would like for you to keep going with that song. No. 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 <laughs> um, what was the craziest thing you did in high school at a party? Not necessarily in high school, but the one of the craziest things I ever did you, was throw a party. Did you ever like take your shirt off and like dance on the table or Okay. Did you ever I, do something crazy like that? One time at a party. Um shout out to Rob Glassell. He was a previous guest. Check out his episode. Uh we reviewed the Bye Bye, Bye Man. Man. I'm sorry, the Bye <laughs> Bye, Bye Man. <laughs> the pee pee poo poo man. He picked me up um, and uh, we went to Jack in the Box before a party. I nah, ate a bunch a of food to like, you know, carbo load to have some something to soak up <laughs> to, the alcohol. To have diarrhea during the party. <laughs> I get to this party. I have like eight shots immediately when I get there because I'm a big wow. boy. And I black out almost immediately yep, within the first hour. that's what happens. All I remember from this very spotty evening is looking in the mirror um, of in the bathroom throwing up, missing the sink, getting it all over my shirt, looking back in the mirror, trying to be smart about this and really analyzing my oh options. God. So I was like, I could try to be sneaky about this and not let anyone know that I threw up. So I'm going to hide the evidence. I take off my shirt that has throw up on it and I just crumple it up in the corner and I put it in the bathroom. I walk out shirtless. Is this at a house? This is at a house. This is at a house. I walk out shirtless. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> Oh, my God. And uh, people are looking at me like, why is Christian shirtless right now? And it's not like I was hard to miss. And so I go into, I sit on the bed uh, of uh, the owner of the house's bedroom. And I sit there and I'm trying not to throw up. I throw up on his bean bag. And I try to push the bean mm. bag into the corner. And someone, of, <laughs> what? This is a wild story. I know. <laughs> I would, Can I just say? What? I thought I've had some wild nights, but luckily I've I've done some crazy shit, but I've never vomited in two different places <laughs> and tried to hide the evidence. Dude, I'm not done. It oh, gets no. worse. So the owner of the house, for some reason... Do I know the owner? You do know the owner. Oh. He's also shirtless. <laughs> for whatever the fuck reason, I think they're like wrestling He's in the garage. doing the same thing, hiding a vomit shirt. <laughs> he found... He found um, the vomit on the beanbag, and he calls me into the room, and we're looking at each other, and he's getting so mad at me <laughs> that he slaps me, <gasps> and we're having this shirtless slap fight <laughs> in his bedroom, two drunk fight? people, a slap fight. But like- Pretty much. We were upset. We were upset. This was no joke. At the, and then Rob Glassell was like, okay, Christian, it's time to go home. I don't remember the car ride home. Um, wow. skip over to the next morning. I wake up shirtless and you know, like that feeling of like where everything's moving after you've had like a shitty night of drinking, wake up shirtless. I'm trying to recollect my memories of the evening prior. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't have my glasses. I got to find my glasses. I put on the shirt. I'm looking for my glasses everywhere. I go into my bathroom right here next to my bedroom and I look into the sink. There's a puddle of throw up in the sink. And on top of the throw up are my glasses. What I imagined happening is that I got home after Rob Glatzel dropped me off. I threw up so hard in the sink that gravity took over and my glasses like fell off of my face into wow. the throw up. I did not throw it away. Um, and my mom was asking me, "There's th she was like, there's throw up in the sink, son. Like, and your glasses are in there. Are you okay? Food poisoning, mom. 
And then I go downstairs, uh, try to see what else I did Rob wrong. Glass was there. <laughs> I wish I needed a friend that night or that morning. And there was a full uh, hot pocket on a plate that I warmed up and did not touch from the evening before. Great. And then that's, I ended up eating it that morning. That's an insane story. And I'll tell mine very briefly because it's not anywhere near as wild as that. But I do remember the first time I ever blacked out. Oh, <laughs> actually, really want to hear this. I don't think I've ever heard your first blackout story. Which is, I just want to say for the old generation who's listening, this is a very common thing for our generation because we accept heavy drinking in our lifestyle. Everyone else who doesn't admit that blacking out happens, it happens to everyone because because it is a thing that happens once alcohol hits the frontal lobe of your brain. I don't know. I'm making up it. Uh, <laughs> it, it. It just makes you shut off. First time I blacked out, I had drank an entire bottle of the of a TGI Fridays mixed like lava drink. <laughs> That's so specific. I'll never forget it. I drank the whole thing. And I remember thinking to myself, I don't even feel a little drunk. So I started mixing um, vodka and juice. I think it was cranberry juice. Uh, and then we like left the first party to go to a second party. You were there too. And uh, I was making drinks and stuff for everybody. And I remember I made a drink. And I handed it to uh, our, one of our friends, Liana. Uh-huh. And I was like, Liana, I... Did I even put any alcohol in this? Can you taste this for me? And she takes a sip and she almost throws up and she goes, that's like all vodka. And I was like, nah. And I remember turning, everybody toasts. We all cheers. I put the cup down. I look at it and go, it looks like there's juice in it. Put it up to my lips. That's all I remember. And it, you were done? Woke up the next morning in a fetal position on my bed with my back to a pile of vomit. <laughs> And uh, I just kind of like scooped up all my vomit um, bedding and just like cleaned it all up. And like, and then I went and took my dog to the dog park and was drinking a vitamin water. But the vitamin water I was drinking smelled exactly like that TGI Friday's Uh, mixed drink. uh So I was like gagging, but I had to drink it because it had electrolytes and shit that was going to make me feel better. But the flavor was rough. Terrible. So how much longer that next day did you just feel like complete crap? Uh, And it's funny too because people have talked to me about that night because like, dude, there was one point I looked over at you and I was like on one side of the couch and the girl I was talking to at the time was on the other side of the couch and we were both just whacked out and just like, uh, was just, (laughs) uh, was and, but I can just imagine the both of us being super drunk, incoherent, like just, um, this is cool, right? (laughs) Like, this is what cool kids do. It's so funny going to parties with you because usually we go together. So I see you when you're sober or at least just like kind of like pre-gamed a little bit. Uh-huh. But you're coherent, right? Okay. And then you disappear for like a while. 10 minutes, 20 minutes. And then you come back and I'm I can see what you've had. Friend. Am a I lot the of... disappear friend? Sometimes you oh. are. Sometimes. Not necessarily like disappear off the premises, but yeah. like you're you're just I do make friends. I do make friends. You do make friends. Yeah. And it's a while like I'll, I won't see you for like half an hour. And then I see you and I'm like, Alex has had it. Quite a bit, but <laughs> like just to get back to this movie, yeah, baddies, check it out. It's on Netflix. It's your. We could talk all about it, or you could just watch it. It's pretty predictable, but it's a fun ride the entire time. It's your typical high school party movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it is at the most like end of the eighties, going into the nineties. Yeah, that's a good kind way to of put like it. passing of the torch from teenage generation to teenage generation mm-hmm. it's basically uh the animal house of the late 90s uh there she is. but way less raunchy I, well so it's funny you bring up the word raunchy because i was just typing in jamie presley's name here to google uh-huh and i'd like you to have a take a peek here of what we got here oh my this gosh how... you're right that's the first you know, one of the d- first things that pop up is there a playboy spread well she's famous like that bro you know she she is i didn't realize that because i've seen her in so many other things and now she's an actress and has things to do 
and uh, you know, I, I respect her rise to fame. <laughs> I, hey, I respect it too. Um, <clears throat> speaking of which, who do, who's your B pos, dude? Uh, you know, it should be Jamie Presley. <laughs> <laughs> of course. You know, when I was watching this and I saw her, I was like, Alex is gonna bring this up. Uh, but it's actually Seth Green. Seth Green. Same here, dude. How can it not be Seth Green? Uh, acting up a storm, being a real comedic force in this funny, silly movie. It's funny to see. How old do you think Seth Green was when he made this? 17, 18? Uh, uh, yeah, probably 19, I would say. Um, it's funny to see him know exactly what his character type is, even that young, right? It's it, There's a couple people, when you see them do their thing from any age, it makes sense. Yeah. Seth Green, I think, is one of them. Uh, when you see, like, old clips of... Michael Jordan you're just like <laughs> yeah know, that makes sense we know you're gonna be a great yeah. basketball player uh, you're just doing it already you know uh-huh. what I mean um, and like when you see videos of me it's just like yeah that guy's got it that guy's got it do you want to f- define uh, what it is nope <laughs> nope we'll just leave it ambiguous for the baddies well, why don't you rate this movie boy rate, uh, rate, rate it rate you it. know rate it right here going in I thought it was either gonna be a 2 out of 5 or a 3 out of 5 but since my expectations were so low. I was pleasantly surprised. I'm going to be generous today. I'm going to give it a four out of five. Bonkers good way. How about you, dude? I'll give it a 3.5. 3.5? That's all good. And that makes sense. And I think uh, I think that's a solid ICBTB rating for a movie like this. Baddies, check it out. Check it out. Uh, any last words to say? Any last words? Um, yeah. Don't forget to spade and neuter your dogs. Uh, because there are way tip, too many animals on this planet. Tip your waiter, waitresses, um, waitress, waitry, waitry. I think that's the correct English uh, way to put it. But also, don't go to restaurants right now. It's uh, you can't dine in because of, because of the times. You can now. But can't, by the time oh, this comes out, I think people will be able to. That's right. Things are slowly opening. How do you feel about that, man? Let me out. Are you feeling way too quarantined right now? I just don't think we should be working under the thumb of the World Health Organization and China because they make the decisions for us here in America. I thought this was a free country where we could make our decisions and live the way we want to live. You know, and usually I, I stop here. you, but I'm I'm actually going to sit back and I'll I'll let you vent right now. I think I think I would. Yeah, go ahead. Well, it's just here's my thing. My body, my rights. And I want to say I want to lick handrails and eat dirty food out of dive bar restaurants and i want to be on crowded public transportations with my hands on things that millions of other people have touched and coughed on and sneezed in and i don't want to wear a mask and i want to openly breathe with my mouth as wide as i could make it uh and you know what i'm just gonna say to any virus that i get welcome to america yeah Dude, without even COVID ever having existed, you would have died from something. If you're licking handrails near tr- public transportation, if you're like eating gum off of rails like Will Free Ferrell gum, did. Free gum. No, and gum's already kind of cheap. Just go in a fucking CVS and buy some gum. Sevis? Uh, Sevis. And on that note, <laughs> baddies, uh, don't forget to rate and review us. You can follow me on Instagram at ChristianHasAsthma. You can follow me uh, when you walk behind me. That's scary, dude. You're inviting stalkers. You're inviting potential murderers. I'm inviting murderers. followers. Jesus wasn't scared of Peter. <laughs> Peter, stick behind me. <laughs> he just had like... Right here, Peter. Right there. Right behind George. They walked in a single file line every single time they were walking to a private place to pray. It'll hide our numbers.
This way they can't tell how many of us are walking. So if you're looking directly at Jesus, it looks like you're only looking at Jesus, but behind him are 11 disciples. It's like the sand people from Star Wars. They all pop out from the side. Hey. Oh my God, there's thousands of you. Oh my God. No, just 12. Just 12. And that whore that we can't get rid of. Whoa, man. Mary Magdalene was a whore. I, I know. You get mad at me when I say things that are actually part of the Bible. But, but you know what? That book's super metal. Lots of murder and hella sex and magic. And then you get to Revelations when they're magic? All, <laughs> Wait, you're talking about lots like- of magic, like witches. And they're just like, and then this bush caught on fire. And we all thought to ourselves, what if we fuck the Egyptians and leave? It's just like the most insane book. If you read the Bible and didn't know that it was the Bible, you would be like, this is <laughs> nonsense. This is crazy. Yeah, dude. And then you get to Revelations and it's just like, the worst acid trip gone wrong. You should start your own podcast where you break down the Bible, <laughs> episode by episode, book by book. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you could do cover one page of the Bible in one episode because there's so much text on one page. There used to be a podcast that did one minute uh, of every for one minute per episode uh-huh. of every minute in Star Wars Episode One. So they broke down Episode One every <laughs> single minute was an episode. So they spent a whole episode talking about one minute. <laughs> um lauren lapkus and uh this other improviser just came out with this podcast uh where neither of them have ever seen anything from the star wars franchise oh, and, and they talk about star wars and they try their best to talk about star wars like uh, that's, the, that's frustrating i don't like that. lauren lapkus's co-host cannot uh say c3po she keeps uh, three, PC. three PC. What's it called? CPO. Yeah. Uh, hey, I don't blame her for that. That's a hard name. I've dated plenty of girls who have never seen Star Wars, and I, and I remember making quite a credo that I would never do such a thing. And I'm always like, I'll get them into it, but you can't get somebody into Star Wars. They have to find it on their own. Was that on How I Met Your Mother? Where like uh, it's definitely a, a tent pole in How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, where like Ted Mosby, he's trying to introduce Star Wars to all of his potential well, girlfriends. No, well Stella work. had never seen it. Stella, that's who it was. And so he so he has to have her watch it, and then. She's like, uh, you got to get the fuck out of the room if you want me to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, uh, baddies, thanks for listening. Uh, yeah. And uh, thanks for breathing. Uh, thanks for living. Thanks uh, for pooping. And just thanks for being you because you guys, inside and out, are horrible people. No, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. Bye. Bad.